Hey, you. Yeah. You. You didn't stumble here by chance, so let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj, and I'm most known for my loud New York personality and my unfiltered opinions. The Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst a diverse melting pot of those of us that classify as a melanated millennial. And I don't care if you got a lot of melanin, just a little bit of melanin, or hell, you just melanated by association. Everybody is welcome. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it, because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? Welcome, if you're new. Welcome back, if you're not, to the Melanated Mindset. Oh, y'all. Y'all know where I'm starting with my complaint of the week. And let me just say, I don't even just have one. It has really and truly been one of those fucking weeks. See, look, I'm sorry. I usually don't even be cursing this early into the episodes for real. But y'all, like, I'm not feeling what Monica felt when she said it's just one of them days. Because y'all forget that it has been one of those weeks from beginning to now. Like... For real, this has probably been the roughest week of my entire life to date. And that sounds hella dramatic. But if y'all only knew the amount of dramatic and traumatic shit that has happened in this last week. If you are a spiritual person, please set one up for your girl because... Y'all know how they say Jesus don't give you nothing more than you can handle. God don't give you nothing more than you can handle. Apparently, the big dog upstairs thinks that I am made out of vibranium. Okay? Because it is a miracle that I am still finding the strength to, one, get shit done, be okay, be a mom, be a wife. Like, y'all. They ain't tell me being a grown black woman was going to be this stressful. Like, for real. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because that kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about today. But I just, who y'all? I really be trying not to be super negative, but my, my, my. Mm. This week. However, there still was a highlight of the week and ironically probably... The best highlight of the week yet. And y'all are going to be like, wow, that's crazy. I just want to show y'all how this week has went so, like, it has been so up and down. It's it's crazy. Maybe on a later future episode, I will explain the events of this week because I will never forget them. Because now they're part of my testimony. But, mm. see, look, I'm back. Anyway, the highlight of the week is that Xavier finally said, I love you. For those of y'all that don't know, I have a one-year-old son. And obviously, he ain't, you know, say it all crisp and clear. But I said, I love you. And he said, well, sound like I love you back. So we just gonna roll with it. Oh, y'all. And I am not ashamed 
to admit I started crying like the sucker that I fucking am because oh it just it felt good even if he doesn't know what it means yet it felt good to finally be able to hear it from him and literally that thread of happiness I've been holding on to all week for real for real and that's me being dead serious oh it's nothing like the love of your kid it's it's really it's exactly like what they describe it to be then so much more that you could have ever imagined it to be all at once it's the craziest shit ever like y'all becoming a parent like becoming a mom was really it's it, there's an animalistic like just natural bond it is hard to explain there's just a natural gravitation like something about mothering or to me at least I can't speak for everyone just feels right like we obviously know women were put on this earth to procreate so when you do it just like it just flow it feel right it feels like the natural balance of things it's the crate it's crazy like you have no idea what you're doing but you're just going with the flow like it's just it literally just comes to you that natural maternal instinct is real it's an instinct that is the perfect word to describe it it literally feels like the shit you see on the national geographic the mom with the cups like in real life it feel like what it looked like it's that intense it's crazy but it's literally the purest and best love you will ever feel in your life so much so that it can literally balance out anything else that you got going on like y'all when i tell y'all that was the highlight of my week oh, it was so amazing and wow i've spent six minutes still on just the complaint and the highlight that tells y'all where we at and this week's topic is it's not gonna be no different i expect this episode to be just a little bit long but i'm gonna try to wrap it up really quickly because we got some things to get into for real for real this episode is gonna be different and intense kind of all at once for real for real it's just we're just doing things a little bit differently even down to the Fendi fact like today's Fendi fact comes from my own personal research it sounds mad fancy it's really just from <laughs> an instagram poll from y'all but i really just wanted i i was listening to some stories and i've encountered some things and i had seen some things on like twitter and facebook that really got me curious about like where everybody's relationship is with their parents now that we're adults, so the people in that 25 to 30 age range, like, now that we, like, grown, like, I, what is your relationship with your parents like compared to when you were in high school? So that's literally the first, I asked two questions. That's literally the first question I asked, and the three answer choices were, is it better? So is your relationship with your, is your relationship with your parents better now as an adult versus what it was when you were in high school? Is it worse or is it about the same? Majority of the people that voted on the poll said that it's better, which is great. That is, that's what it, I feel like that's the natural course. That's how things are supposed to be. Some of y'all said it's worse. 
and obviously I don't know how, but I, I could also see how it's worse because now you're an adult, you know, you have your opinion and, you know, that's a whole thing there once you kind of like come into yourself, you have that, that first time you really have to like, I'm not going to say check your parents, but you, you let your parents know that, okay, I have, I, I think my opinion holds some weight. My voice gets to be heard now. So I could understand how maybe from that initial point, things kind of go downhill from there. And then something else I did the same, which is fine too. Sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, some of y'all, uh, us, my age probably looking at it like, well, I mean, shit, I turned out okay. Like my life is not terrible. So we just want, you know, keep everything the way it is. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. However, that was kind of just like my warm up question like I, I I had a main question I really wanted to ask but I was like nah, I can't just ask that right off the bat I gotta ask another question before that so that was like my kind of warm-up and then the real question I asked was so regardless of whichever answer you chose previously for the previous question do you feel like there is a constant competition of who has who has it worst or who had it worst between you and your parents especially if you grew up in a West Indian household and 68% of y'all voted for all the time and 32% of y'all voted for can't relate. So for the 32% of y'all that can't relate, I'm not going to say that this episode is not for y'all. I still want y'all to listen just to kind of get a glimpse of what that other side may experience. But... For those of y'all that voted all this time, and I was actually, obviously I'm not going to put nobody out there who voted for what, but because this was my poll, I was able to see who voted for what. And I was actually genuinely surprised by the people that voted all the time. Mind you, some of y'all I went to high school with, middle school with, worked with, like, I kind of know a little bit of background about most of y'all that actually voted in the poll. So to know that, like, you get what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where I'm looking at the people as I'm scrolling, and I'm like, damn, they don't even know, like, that all of them have this thing in common. Like, it, it, was, it was actually kind of mind-boggling. But that's the research that I conducted to roll us into this week's topic. Alright, so like I said in the funny fact, I think it's great that majority of y'all said that your relationships with your parents are better, but even those of y'all that said that your relationship with your parents is better now than when you were in high school, some of y'all still voted that there is a constant struggle between you and your parents that who had it worse or who has it worse or who should have it worst there's that back and forth, there's that constant battle. And in my opinion, I think that that stems from generational trauma. And I don't think it's like, it's something we hear about, but as we get older and you start to kind of recognize your toxic behaviors, and then you start to take a look maybe around at your, your friends, and do they share any of these toxic behaviors? And then you dig even deeper down the forbidden rabbit hole and you start looking at your family members, 
trying to figure out like, oh, they, I don't just behave this way just because this is something that I was either around, exposed to, something I was taught, something that I subconsciously learned. And I feel like that is when you start to do the real growing, the real maturing, the real understanding yourself. When you start to look those dark mirrors in the face, because let's be honest, I mean, if you come from a peachy family, I'm more power to you, shit. But for the rest of us that are pretty regular, everybody's family has their own shit, like, and there are things that hap that happen in families that sometimes happen multiple times in family. Like there's a pattern of this type of behavior, whether it may be things as extreme as like substance abuse, alcohol abuse, like domestic violence, all of those things that you don't even realize is becoming a pattern because it's just so common it's so exposed in your household and you don't realize the type of generational trauma that imposes on you and your life until you are faced with now maybe you caught yourself in the middle of being the villain and you're trying to self-reflect like yo what's wrong with me I never used to act like that like or what about those of us that swore up and down we're not gonna be our parents we're not going to do this. I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to let my kid do this, this, this. And then you maybe find yourself in the middle of yelling at your kid and you get an instant flash of what it was like to be on the opposite end of that. And you realize that, damn, I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but how the fuck did I get here? It involves retraining your brain, literally. Like, you have to unlearn a lot of things as you become older especially I feel like when it comes to family but specifically when it comes to your parents because once you when you were younger we we worship the ground that our parents walk on we believe we take their word f for gold there's a tooth fairy you lose a tooth you go put it under your pillow somebody leaves you money in the morning Christmas time, Santa Claus comes down the chimney, puts presents under the bed. That, like, until they tell you otherwise, your parents' word is law for quite some years. Maybe until you turn around. Personally speaking, my little brother is 10 now, and that's, he's now at the questioning, uh, but mommy, why this and why that? So maybe around, like, that age, the the 8 to 10, when you really start questioning, like, wait a minute, like, you start really understanding what's going on so you got more questions but up until that point whatever your parents tell you you run with you don't really know too much about lying you don't think your parents even if you do you don't think your parents have no reason to lie to you they're your parents they love you they're supposed to protect you whatever mommy and daddy say is for my good and as kids we know that even when we get punished even when they say you can't go to that party because there's no chaperone and to us, the world is ending. But deep, deep down, we know. Mommy and daddy are supposed to, they're supposed to have my back regardless. You feel me? So as you get older and you start 
to re you start to get re-exposed to things now that you're an adult and you think of the way you were conditioned to handle situations and look at certain things and you think about mm, well I don't think I really necessarily agree with that way of thinking anymore and then you have to think back like well damn what does this mean does this mean that I don't agree with my parents on this and then God forbid you bring it up to your parents like how do your parents receive that do you have the type of parents that are open for debate and conversation or do you have the kind of parents that they said what they said and why are you questioning me I'm the mom you the child you I'm the father you you son like and they're maybe just rooted in their own ignorance. And it's crazy as you get older how you get to step out. Like once you, I think it really happens when you move out of your parents' house. For any of you that have moved out of your parents' house, moved out on your own, you realize once you move out, you get to take a, you get to still have that relationship with your parents, but you get to take a step out of that relationship with your parents. You get to decide, well, hmm, I don't know, mom and dad, that's not, I don't agree with that. You, you know what I'm saying? You're, you, you, for those of you, especially if you grew up in a West Indian household, like, you're under my roof, you're gonna follow my rules, and that's just what it is. I said what I said, do what I say, not as I do, you know? Y'all know what I'm talking about. So it's like once you step out, and now you get to have an opinion on things. You get to, I mean, if you if you really want to, once you move out, there are some of us where you could go a couple of days without calling your parents. Or you could go a couple of days without answering your parents' call. And you're like, wow, like they're not asking me what I'm doing, where I'm going. I can do what I want. So you get caught up in the freedom a little bit. Then, you know, a couple of days, too many days go by. Your parents calling like, oh, we forget you. You have parents, you know? And they be like, oh, damn, I'm sorry. Like... So there comes this time when you have you get to look at your relationship with your parents for actually what it is, but also like what it was when you lived with them or what it was when you were in high school. Honestly, that's really the way I look at it. And it's like, as I get older, I can honestly appreciate the growth in my parents and I's relationship, like, my parents are not together. So, I have separate relationships with each of them. They have, I have a relationship with them together, like, and it's, it's crazy how from high school to now, they've all done, like, so much developing in so many different ways. It's, it's crazy, like, I get to converse with my parents on an adult level now. You know, I feel like we finally hit that ground where it's like I'm having conversations with my parents. I don't feel like I'm talking to my parents. I feel like I know they're my parents. They're not my friends. They're, let me, let me be very clear. They still not one of my little friends. But I I can talk to my parents. If, if I choose to, I can. And if I was to go a step further, I feel like that type of generational trauma is why the black community, in my opinion, the black and brown communities, because y'all know how y'all know how I'm coming on here. Latino people, Afro-Latino people, we we black. <laughs> so this these are the type of things that I feel like keep us behind. 
Yes, it's very cliche, but for real, for real, look at other races. They don't put each other down as much as we do. They are they set themselves up for success. Their parents' sole purpose is to set them up for success, right? Y'all follow me real quick. Those of us that come from inner city kids, from, low, you know, lower impoverished. Y'all can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes because y'all know the ghettos, the hoods, all of whatever you want to call it. You come from one of those areas. I'm, I'm not judging at all. I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn. So obviously I'm no stranger to it. But think about it. If you come from one of those areas, what is your parents' sole purpose? It don't, it, it, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really get that our parents' sole purpose was to set us up for success. I feel like for those of us, our parents' sole goal was to keep us alive, was to survive, was to put a roof over our head, keep food on the table. To Honestly, I feel like our parents' goal was to just make it to the next day. Y'all, tell, tell me on Instagram comments for this episode if I'm wrong. You should be following me on Instagram at the dot melanated mindset so we can have these conversations. Because for real, y'all, that's what it came across to me. Like, I'm never one of those people that's ever, ever going to disrespect or downplay the what my parents have done or accomplished for me. But in my opinion, my parents did the fucking absolute best that they could with, with what they had. And I feel like a lot of us can say that for, say the same thing for our parents as well. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Our parents did the damn thing considered, all things considered. But at the same time, we're mature enough to realize it also wasn't the leg up that we probably as a community as a people as a culture should be giving our children because when you look around at other races and you know you see the kind of the way the diet the family dynamic the way the structure is set up there's a lot more emphasis to set your children up to succeed rather than keep them alive that's just a given you know to them that's duh whereas for those of us in inner cities that's a little more of a challenge when you live somewhere where the crime rates are high. But at the same time, we can't use that as an excuse. As a people, we have to use that as our fuel. That has to ignite us. For real, for real. Like, y'all have heard me talk about it. Both of my parents are homeowners. This is not anything to my parents, but do I think my parents knew anything about buying a house Maybe when they bought their houses, probably knew enough to buy a house, but they didn't know what they could possibly maybe do with the house or what just owning real estate, what doors owning real estate could open for them. You get what I'm saying? So now that they've raised me, I'm an adult, you know, I want to be a homeowner. I'm educating myself on the steps, the process. I'm learning things that I can now take back to my parents. Like, hey, mom, dad, did you know this? Did y'all know this? And they're like, well, we knew this, but we didn't know that. Like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And now, look, my, my, both of my parents became homeowners in, later in their 
adult life. Here I am in my 20s having this conversation, you know? And if I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough to actually accomplish it, think about the example that sets for Xavier, my son. It's literally just like, oh, okay, like, now I have even more knowledge than my parents had to pass down to him. If he decides he wants to ever purchase a home or start investing in real estate, you get what I'm saying? That's the type of leg up because eventually you just, it just starts becoming a better influence at a younger and younger and younger age. Until our kids, kids, kids is being born with silver spoons in their mouth. And that, that term, like, oh, he or she was, oh, you know, she was raised with a silver spoon in your mouth. If you, if you don't know what that means, that pretty much means everything was handed to you. You were spoon-fed, you were given things. You didn't really supposedly have to work for things or earn things, which is everybody has to work or earn for something. And my thing is, so what if I didn't have to work for it, but my parents did? That's the fucking point. Like... This is what I'm saying. It's like that goes back to that who had it or who has a worse struggle. Why? For those of y'all that said that y'all have that struggle with your parents, do you ever ask, like, why is this a thing? Like, mom, dad, like, why do you? It's like, it seemed like so many, like, I started having conversations with some of y'all in my DMs. And it just seemed like so many of y'all was really, the real problem was that it's almost like your parents want you to struggle. And I'm when I say that, I'm not saying that, you know, parents specifically, they're rude. I mean, I know there's some shitty parents out there. Some may be jealous of their kids, may just, you know, be envious. There are people like that. But for the majority of y'all, it really just seemed like, generational trauma that had been embedded so deep that your parents don't know nothing else but to struggle so they are therefore expecting you to struggle they're they're trying to give you the best way to struggle the easiest way to struggle the most comfortable way to struggle and you looking at it like what or for those of y'all that are maybe in a place where you're doing better than your parents right now whether that may be financially, spiritually, or you moved out and maybe you became a homeowner and your parents maybe still be back at home, maybe in an apartment or something. And it's like your parents, you know, they throw around those sly comments like, oh, must be nice to have this, must be nice to have a house, you know, little things like that. And you maybe sit back and think like, I mean... Isn't it supposed to be nice? You should want this for me. You should want me to be doing better than you. You should want me to have bigger than you. That's the goal, right? But I think as a culture, as black people, as a community, we get so caught up in just trying to make it through the struggle, we forget what the bigger picture is. Our kids are always supposed to be doing better than us. That should be, if you're a parent and you find yourself envious or jealous of your kids in any way, shape, or form, you need to check that because that's something that you have to look at. You can't be upset about what your child is doing that you didn't do with the same time. There's always time. You, there's no need to be envious. It's, your, your children are always 
supposed to be the next best thing? How are they going to do that when there's a constant who had it worst? Oh, you find your parents just explaining their struggles. Oh, if you got island parents, your parents probably be like, oh, back when I lived in Trinidad or back when I was living here. And you just be like, okay, but this is not here. This is not those times. Why? What relevance does that have? It's almost like you don't want to be disrespectful because you're like, I understand mom and dad that y'all had it like that, but I don't. You you are the reason that I don't have it like that, but here you are, you bring it up and you throw it in my face every second of the day. And this just becomes, it causes that tension in the relationship where you feel like, I can't complain to my parents or I can't vent to my parents because they see all my little problems as third world, first world, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, Lord, y'all, I'm getting old. You know, like young people problems, your prob- your parents' problems is how they going to pay the bill, how they going to take from Peter to pay Paul. Like, your parents got bigger things to worry about. They're not worried about crying on no couch by no boy. Your mother may be worried about going to her first job in the day and turning around and going to night school and taking care of y'all. Like, a lot of us grew up in those hustle and bustle households where the objective was... To keep the food on the table and keep the roof over your head and keep the clothes on your back. To simply just survive. And I'm I'm bringing this up, I'm talking about this because I named this episode this for a reason. It is time to break the cycle. You don't have to parent your children. If you're in that millennial age, try to break the cycle of parenting your children off of survival. Think of it as you, your kids will survive regardless. As long as there's breath in your body, there's breath in their body. That's it. You don't gotta worry about that. But think about how you're going to help them set them up for their future, for whatever future that may be. How are you gonna help your kid achieve their wildest fucking dreams? What if that is what we focused on instead of just how to feed the kid, just how to keep clothes on their back, instead of just figuring out how to pay the daycare bill? Think about mentally, how that mental shift in parenting would just spill over into generations and generations to come to the point where the trauma is damn near gone and non-existent. It's history, it's in books. That is how we move forward as a people. That is how we stop projecting. Because if you ask me, that's really, when I think about, when I asked that question and I saw the answers and the response, it seemed like that's just your parents projecting their fears and their insecurities. Like maybe you want to move out of state and you talk to it with your parents and they were just completely negative not even negative in a way like okay well how are you gonna pay for this or where you gonna live not in a concerning way but in a what you need to move over there for you don't know nothing about that you don't know nobody there like it was just negative energy follow me but don't that sound like your parents projecting their fears on if they were to move out of state or out of country or whatever that's what we have to stop doing as black people Stop projecting our fears into our children 
into those around us. If your friend wants to quit her 9 to 5 to start a business, be supportive. Now, be realistic. Because y'all know me. If sis business not making the funds, you have that conversation with your friend. But don't project your fears. Be honest. Tell her, girl, I don't know what the fuck I would do if I was you. I'm too scared. If that's the case, just say that. But don't project your fear like, girl, I don't know. If I was you, I wouldn't do that. You know, the COVID numbers over there are high. Like, y'all get what I'm saying. Stop projecting just the negativities. Start projecting some of the positivities. Like telling your friend, I commend you for wanting to do that, for having the courage to do that. And I believe if you use your discipline and your determination, girl, your business going to boom. Project that type of stuff out into the atmosphere. Manifest those type of things rather than just the negativity. For real. Just state your opinion. When people are asking you for advice or like if there's a your friend, if you're a mom already and your friend tells you she's pregnant, don't go projecting your fears from your traumatic labor onto her. Like that was my biggest pet peeve when I was pregnant. People telling me their horror story. Bitch, why would you tell me that? <laughs> you know there's only one way this baby coming out. Like, I don't wanna hear that. Shut up. Tell me, just breathe, keep it pushing, play some music. Roll your hips, the baby gonna be out. Just tell me that, okay? Stop projecting your fears and your insecurities because people, now nah, we not even just, we not talking parents. I mean, for some of y'all maybe, but like friends and associates, all that. Like people project their insecurities. And if you don't realize somebody is projecting their insecurities and the things that make them unhappy, you don't recognize that it starts it's almost like inception y'all if you haven't seen the movie inception this is a terrible explanation but if you have you know what i mean like they've implanted that fear and that insecurity so deep in your head that you think it's your own so maybe you ask your friend what she thought about you moving out of town and she's like oh girl i want to do that covid numbers high look at the crime rate uh-uh you don't even got no job you don't know nobody there and now at night you're thinking like Damn, COVID numbers crazy. Shit, that's the crime rate? Damn, somebody else just got shot. See what I'm saying? As black people, we have to be cautious because there's so much subconscious generational trauma that we all carry with us every day. We are constantly projecting that onto one another. Because we are just a group of people that have been beaten down and we're just expected to just get the bottom of the barrel. So we just, that becomes our reality. That's what we expect. So we just project. We don't expect to want better because somebody told us we don't deserve better. So we just run with that. No, that's not how it goes. And it starts by making little changes. By when your friends are talking to you, Asking for your opinion, just state your opinion. It's okay if your opinion is biased. Like I said, if you two skids quit your nine to five, go start a business, move out of town, say that. But be honest. But don't try to don't try to change someone's mind subconsciously, like because you don't want your friend to move. That's 
That's selfishness. And that look at how that just ties into you not wanting to see somebody doing better than you. Isn't that what we just talked about with the parents? You see how it all, no matter what the specific scenario is, if you take it apart, all of us got the same traumas going on. It's all coming from the same place. So we got to do our part. No matter how minute, no matter how colossal, you got to do your part in breaking the cycle. Because what you don't want is to be looking your kids in the face being the parent you promised you wouldn't be. Because by then, it's probably too late. If we're being honest, just blindly support. That's it. Blindly support. And you have no idea how much mental trauma you'll be eliminating on those around you. Uh, on yourself as well. For real, for real. Now... I really didn't mean to get super deep on y'all forever today. I mean, I knew it was coming. I knew the topic was a little touchy, a little intense. I warned y'all, I did. But we moving along. Y'all know. So we shouting out Black-owned businesses. This week's Black-owned business is one of my friends on Instagram at Nails by Tamia. So, if you are in the Colorado Springs area, if you are ever in the Colorado area, currently that is where she is located. She has her own salon. She is a licensed esthetician. She does nails, waxing, microblading, literally anything that you can think of. She even used to offer press-on services. I don't, I don't think she does anymore. And I know y'all are probably like, well, bitch, what if I don't live in Colorado? If you are an aspiring nail technician and you know quarantine had us all hooking ourselves up if maybe you just picked up doing nails and you really enjoyed it and you like it she also has her own online pretty much nail supply shop so if you need uh, files and tips and acrylics she sells all of that on her site again y'all know the drill in order to get her information you need to be on my Instagram page at the.melanatormindset, go under today's episode post and all of her information will be tagged. Go check out my girl's support. I love her. I met her in Hawaii. She was doing my nails and I was so sad when we was coming to Italy, y'all. I wish I could have brought her in my suitcase. Tamia, Mama Mia, that's my girl for real, for real. Y'all go check her out. And just like that, I ain't take up too much of y'all time. We in our familiar wrap up spot. We had our word of the week. And this week's word of the week is was only right that it be trauma. Because we have to be aware. We have to be self-aware of the traumas that exist within us. Try our best to bring those subconscious ones to the subsurface. To really take a good look at ourselves. What are your toxic traits? What are the things you want to change? What are the ways you can make your life better? Where do those toxic traits stem from? Start taking a look at the people you surround yourself with. Even if those people are family, you may realize you might have to distance yourself or you might have to set up some boundaries in these certain relationships that keep that toxicity to a minimum. You've got to be aware of the trauma you're imposing on others that you're projecting onto others, whether it be mental trauma, but most importantly, 
black people, if you listening, be aware of that generational trauma, that struggle mentality, that get it out the mud mentality. We don't all have to get it out the mud. If you got it out the mud, that's good, but your kids shouldn't have to. You did what you were supposed to do. Your kids supposed to be set up. Your kids should never have to touch the mud. That's the way I look at it. That's what I think about when I think about generational wealth and that type of stuff. I'm not even just, I want my children, yeah, I only got one right now. I want them to be not just wealthy financially. I want them to be wealthy emotionally, spiritually. I want them to be so fulfilled that even when I'm long gone, they so good. That it's, it's, it's not a problem to them. Yeah, they'll miss me. But I did so much to help them get to where they're going. That they're not even really shedding tears. You know, they're just thankful that their mom lived a long, successful life. And that they get to go on and live long, successful lives. Because of the, the work that I did. The grind that I put in. So they don't have to. So they can do whatever their heart desires. You know? That's to me what it is to break the cycle. So take a step back. Look at your circle. Look at yourself first, first and foremost. And think, for real. Do you got to break the cycle? Do you got to break a cycle? What is the cycle? You got to identify whatever that is in your family. In your genetics, find what that is. And I promise you the first step to mentally breaking free is to break the cycle. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for just rocking with me, kicking with me, chopping it up with me, all of that. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love, the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time and share your personal thoughts and opinions, Make sure you follow me on Instagram at the.melanatedmindset. That's where I'm going to be posting all the polls, the questions, the conversation starters, all of that. That's also going to be where you'll get to hear sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. This going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see y'all same time, same place next week for hashtag Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until then, peace, y'all.